What is this stew for? We'll make us one with the world. Ooh, one with the world. I'm gonna write that down. That could be a good <laughs> song. It should heighten our abilities. Unlock potentials that perhaps uh, unaccessible before. Cousin, it's not too late to decide to do this with us. I have faith that it will all turn out well. I think I would like to take a walk on my own and do some thinking. Become one with the Earth in my own way. Understandable. You walk for about three to five minutes and then you hear something in front of you and you stop and listen and in the quiet night it sounds like footprints but it's not normal I mean these are large footprints like a giant is approaching you you see it's an old man he's got a long beard you see him kneel down into the onto the earth and he places at his feet a box that might contain something like jewelry it's almost one you could clasp in your hands and open and the guy stands up to his full height looks you in the eyes smiles one more time and then he fades away leaving nothing but the box on the ground she will bend down and pick it up and look inside of it And when you creak it open on its hinges, you see inside is a small, thin vial of liquid with a cork. He will drink some of it, and he will hold it in his mouth, and he will grimace at the awful taste of it, and uh, then he will look at the fat bard. And he'll just spit a giant bit of it into his face. (laughs) (laughs) And hand it over. (laughs) And this very, very peculiar ritual is repeated around the, the circle. Cena wakes up in the snow. She doesn't know how much time has passed. All she knows is that her fingers are feel like they're frozen to the bone. Sina, you feel experienced and strong, and you feel older, really. Maybe years older, perhaps a decade. I like look over and smile for a second. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> Hello. I'll be right back. And then I, I run off into the woods, like, almost frolicking. <laughs> Fuga Grass Hat. The dwarf, the high-voltage dwarf from Skazakas, he's still laying on the ground asleep. Fairness? Yes? Is it possible that this ritual could kill uh, a dwarf, per se? Um... Quite frankly, I've never known a a dwarf to partake of it. And then I go over to the body, and I'm like, okay, this should work. 
I, like, put my palm down on his head and then, like, sort of grab as if I was grabbing his soul and, like, throwing it into the effigy. And I'm casting Reincarnation. So, uh, DM roll a D100. And then it gives, like, a table for, uh, what the results to to be or what it, you know, what race it's going to end up. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Double zeros. Uh... Oh, shit. So that'd be a hundred? Oh, God. <laughs> it's a tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The road is long, but the world is small. Once you never tread where the giant's feet may fall. The road is long, but the world is small. Cause you can crush any man in the way when you're standing tall. The cousins I have realized that there is a very good chance that whatever it is that we meet it may slay some of us and I am just reminding you of your promise you have made earlier that you will return me to the mountain should I die away from it of course Max you may only slay part of us. And the bard lifts his leg up. We both know that that was the best decision to get you out of your situation. Now, presuming we all get through this, just for my own records, what do the rest of you want to have done if you die? I will return to nature no matter where I am. All that ritual and all that festivity, and you just want to rot in the dirt. I suppose if uh, you're capable, bring me back here. If not, do not put yourselves in danger to take care of my body. It will take care of itself. He jots that down in his in his journal that he's kept been keeping, and then he looks over at Cena. I think if you can take my body back to my father, please. What if it's in a state of um? If it's in a state of um? Well, you know. What if it's not something he would want to see? Then take my sapphire from uh, my raccoon back. You know there are caskets and coffins and the like. You don't necessarily have to show the corpse in order to deliver it. This is 
I'm just saying. And Mads will put both hands in the air. <laughs> That's a good point, Mads. But yes, if, if, yes, take my body back to my father. You could just burn me. Use me to boil a pot of stew. Have one more meal on me. I do not believe that you are fatty enough to burn Bogdana. That is a good point. <laughs> she looks kind of sad when you say that. I mean, we'll try. I'm sure that they can do something. I mean, Bard here could last several days, but... <laughs> <laughs> we could make candles for years off of the bar. He <laughs> is a special kind of fat. However, Bogdana, there is very few pieces of tissue we could use to burn. Very well. Jerky, perhaps. Jerky, that would be adequate. That would work well. Fine sinewed tissue dries well. Several more meals on me, then. Dibs on the back straps. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't smile very often, but she kind of smirks at that. And uh, then you hear, uh, Yeah, I ain't, I ain't never much thought of dying. You know, I, I don't know if I'd be entirely useful on this journey with you. You honestly didn't think that that was going to work, did you? Like, you've, you're stuck with us now. This is... Come on. Only because I can't get down from this pocket. That's a good point. That's a good point. Don't worry, I'll keep you as safe as I can. That's reassuring. <laughs> Don't think I sound so disappointed about it. They're not entirely useless, and she'll like she'll like boop the top of his head and cast resistance. Well, if I do go, I hope I go out in a blaze of glory like Pocket J. That reminds me. I wonder what he would have wanted done with his body. Well, he never specified, but I did hear him a time or two tell Mads that he could just up and kill him if it came to that. Oh no. <laughs> Some sort of put in mouths of misery thing. Well, we are in luck because that is exactly what happened. You know, considering how fast he was falling, I don't think he really felt anything when he hit the ground. No, he created a great divot <laughs> in the road, I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> the crater that made up Pocket Chain Gnome's grave was spectacular, to say the least. Fitting of a great gnome. A self-burial. That sounds mighty efficient. Agreed. They say we are judged in the afterlife by the divot that we create in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I think one thing that can definitely be said about Pocket J Gnome is that he made such an impact in all of our lives. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and we've never really had to dig dig very deep to find that and the affection that we had for him. Now you're milking it, Zena. Zena. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's one thing to chew the scene, but another to make two puns in a row. Bad taste. Well, any sort of memorial was fine by me if I up and go, but all that matters much to me is that you get this book that I've logged everything down all the way back to Obergard, because that's the whole point of me coming. Wouldn't want my efforts to be futile. We will, don't worry. But also know that your efforts have been quite futile. <laughs> <laughs> well, as is with many famous people, could be that my name becomes famous after I die. Could be. I suppose this book is how my soul will go on. Not just because I logged all the expenses in the journey, but I wrote a thing or two about you all. Your names are going to go down in history just as well as mine. You know, that sparks an, a question in my mind. What is your name? You don't remember? <laughs> We've been calling you Fat Bard for months. It's Creed. Oh, okay. Did you know that? And I turned to the next closest person to me. <laughs> well, I kind of feel rather bad now. <coughs> Creed Sadowski, son of Gabriel Sadowski, son of Fabian Sadowski, the great warrior of the old war. How about you, dwarf, that so recently became a tiefling? What do you want done with your body? Well, not that I was planning on fighting with yes, especially if we're going down to Dwarven territory, <laughs> but if I do die, sort of a collateral damage sort of thing, well... Don't forget, if you die again, you've already died once. Well, I suppose I ought to go down aiding and abetting the traitors. That's unfortunately my lot. Aiden and Tibetan traitors. Hmm. It's got a nice ring to it. It really does. People of that nature go down in folk tales and such. Yeah, I think I could do that. Also, forgot my voice was supposed to be high. <laughs> Ivar, what about you? In the circle, I would have said a traditional memorial. Back here at the swamp. Fyodos, I've been questioning everything we've gone through, and everything we've learned and been taught. Was it all lies? Did it all have no meaning? Much of it was the truth. The lies were... were big, yet there were very few of them. We just have to, if possible, go on and correct them. Leave them behind. I suppose I would like to have you do, any one of you, whatever you think is honorable. Uh, and if Firdos is still alive, I, I trust you to grant me a noble burial. That can be done. And so, with everyone's endings established, you guys reach the circle of the druids 
and the portal therein. But yeah, we're gonna fucking blow this popsicle stand. Heyo. Uh, how are your explosives designed to be operated? I think long fuses, right? Mm-hmm. Because essentially what they are is alchemist fire with gunpowder. Okay. And a long fuse. At least that's the way I've, like, imagined it because the alchemist tool set doesn't really specify. So that's kind of what I've concocted and therefore what Cena has concocted. You plant a couple of these bombs just enough to where they won't roll around or anything. They're just kind of sitting in the mud and you guys are free to give it a light and step through. Here we go. Bogdana and the bard both step through the portal. And also the dwarf. Good luck, Cena. And Mads will step through the portal. I hope this all goes well. May Hodel bless us. And I'm going to step through. You guys are back into this empty black void with the six portals still surrounding you. And in the one you just stepped from, you can see Cena. And, uh, Cena, what do you do? Light the fuse, stick it in the ground, and then stick the explosive next to, like, the supports. Or, like, the very, like, places where the portal connects to the ground. And then go through The six portals surrounding you in this empty void are evenly spaced, almost to perfection, as they circle this uh, in this circumference. And then, as you wait for just a moment, there's a tremendous explosion that's immediately muffled and doused out like a flame. And then all the portals around you, now five instead of six, adjust, all equidistant to make up for the loss of one portal. You see, just like before, a portal looking into a dark cave-like hallway, which is braced with wooden beams. There's a thick iron door with a light shining through at the end of the hallway. You see the portals in Skazicus, which kind of make that assumption based on how they look. You see the last two portals that, again, still don't make sense, and just like last time, The longer you attempt to comprehend the shapes and the foreign colors inside of them, you almost seem to go into a strange tunnel vision, almost like you're going into a trance, until you pull your attention off and snap out of it. I'm torn between the weird ones and the hallway. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. I think that the... hmm, The hallway seems a bit too obvious, but then again, when have we ever been subtle about anything? That is true. I would be lying if I said that my curiosity wasn't piqued by the weird ones, though. Again, just as before, the closer that you approach a portal, the more the void disappears and starts to transform into this surrounding. You you become enveloped in the portal's area, and then the further you step away from it, the more it just turns to blackness and regular portal room. I'm going to go. And Mads will step through the cave one. You find yourself in a very familiar sort of terrain. 
Being as giants are miners themselves and you've spent so much time on the mountain, no doubt in caves from time to time, it's clearly creature made, not natural. It's braced with these wooden beams and it's kind of musty. You see the stairs going up to the iron door. Yeah, Cardell's follows. I'm going to go and approach the door. Uh, seeing as nothing triggers, the party will probably follow you, unless Cena says otherwise. And when you approach the door, you would find the handle swings open. I'll push it open. You find yourself in a room that's got strange noises going on. And um, on one wall, it's almost like a large TV screen. On it are the visions of creatures, it seems. You're almost like you're looking through their point of view. And there's several of them. And every time you start to focus on one, it starts to grow larger than the others and come into view. And then when you look at a different one, that shrinks and the other, the one you focus on, comes into view. So you can almost pick and choose who you want to stare at at any given time and see through their eyes. Aside from the screen, you see some experimentation, some fluids, some old musty tomes opened, and then another door, not as heavily guarded, not as iron, it's just a wooden door to your right. Fairdos, I do not like this sort of magic. I do not either. It's very unnatural. Is this, and Sina will like, does any of this stuff look familiar to her as an alchemist? Arcana. Yes. Haha. Mm, it's not great. That's a 14, which is low for her. You definitely recognize some of the the base level tools and certain things where you would, you know, almost like if you're going to make a, a loaf of bread, you'd start with a, a starter dough or something. You know what? the ground level um, instruments are, but some of the more advanced stuff or the, some of the stuff that's been created and crafted from these, you're a little uncertain. And certainly the screen you're unfamiliar with. You've never seen anything like that. Some of this is familiar. Some of this seems just like a basic alchemist's lab, but also it. some of this is way more advanced than I know what to do with. Do we smell that uh, like perfumey smell here? Since you mentioned it, obviously you're looking for it, and with that in mind, you can kind of detect it in the air, but it's not its not something that is overwhelming. It's something that you picked out because it was on your mind. You can't tell where it's coming from. I detect the faint odor of that pungent, perfumey smell. The necrotic smell. We should search this room as well as we can. Yes. And I want to take my time and I am going to uh, take my chalk and uh, like break it up in my hands to make it into a dust and I'm going to make sure that like any large cracks for any secret doors like I'm going to, you know, go about the entire room and Give me an investigation at advantage. Okay. If anyone else wants to do some investigating, you can, but I'm giving him advantage because he's really focusing on that chalk bit. I would like to 23. 
Eight. Sina, <laughs> <laughs> you find in the drawers there are more instruments you're familiar with and more things that you understand at a basic level, but with what has been done with them is still confusing to you. Mads, you discover something very peculiar. You notice as you dust these instruments that you kind of get very faint, but but recognizable fingerprints on some of these. And they're um, about the size of maybe the tieflings that you've encountered. But then, as you spread the dust around, you see the fingerprints elsewhere, and they're as big as your hand. The ones that were the size of tieflings match the ones that were the size of giants. The fingerprints match. Oh no. They're making themselves bigger. And not just a little bit. Ah, this whole place fills me with anger. Is there like a like a, a cabinet or, or something like that that's filled with a bunch of the vials of the <laughs> alchemy stuff or whatever? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I would just like to walk over to one and just literally tip it right over onto the ground. No! Break everything. Wild magic table. Okay, there's one. Oh no. Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> Before this happens, I, I just want to describe something. So... You all look over towards Ferdos, and he's like just looking around, kind of taking it all in. And you see this just scowl grow on his face. And then he walks over to one of these um, cabinets. He he kind of reaches out and touches one of the the vials, and um, then he looks over towards Cena and nods. And then. <laughs> <laughs> What? Before Cena has a chance to unput two and two together of what that nod means, he just dumps it over. <laughs> this entire cabinet comes down with a shattering crash, and then the whole corner of that room begins to plume with colorful dust. Kyrdos, roll me a d100. Alright. So that is a 96. No, wait, that's a 99. Fuck. Uh. There's a huge, tremendous plume of this colorful smoke, and you all stare as the smoke starts to dissipate. You see uh, there's a pile of clothing and a clatter of equipment over by the door where you first entered. And as it starts to dissipate more, you see the silhouette of Firdos, but you see a lot of skin. Firdos, it's very cold in here. Okay. Uh, pee pee chat? You are <laughs> quite naked. Oh my god. Yep. The room is a bit cold. This isn't normal. Mads will immediately. <laughs> Give Fyrdus his uh, overcoat. Like, cover yourself up, man. <sighs> Pardon me. Why did you do that? Well, anyway, back to more. <laughs> what? <laughs> Start no. Heading towards another. I will grab Fyrdus. 
No, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> it could be any one of us. And I do not want to lose my clothes at this moment. I just don't want these chemicals used by our enemies anymore. I don't want to see any more of Little Fearness. <laughs> <laughs> I named him Pocket J in remembrance. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, dude? (laughs) You hear the bard, the fat bard scribbling in his notes, Pocket J. We're not, we're not gonna mess with these anymore. We're not gonna mess with these anymore because I don't know how to stop whatever that was from happening. But don't Jay's curve to the right? (laughs) 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 The bard jokes. (laughs) Bogdana is immediately moving to the only other door in the room to swing it open. Is following her. Same. <laughs> I guess I will pick up my equipment off of the ground and <laughs> put it on. <laughs> I will take my overcoat back once yeah. little fearness is away. <laughs> you were back in the northern place where everything was cold, so there's so many layers you have to sit or stand and put those one right after another and then sling all your weapons and everything. The doorway opens, and it is another corridor. Uh, Mads, you in particular, have to duck through every single threshold. This place is carved pretty tall, but (laughs) clearly not by giants. Clearly. If you continue on through this corridor, you encounter another door. And, uh... It's a core of doors. It's more ornate than the others. Cena uh, is going to cast Detect Magic. Oh, boy. Okay. Are you up against the door when you do this? Yep. Yeah, I figured. Cena, on the other side of this door, to your left and to your right, you are sensing a very strong glow of both necrotic and transmutation magic. Whoa. There's something very heavily necrotic, very heavily transformative on the other side of this door. Yes, I can smell it. Well, if there is one thing that I specialize in, it is killing such creatures. Do I open the door? Mads will uh, get his glaive out and uh, nod. Bogdana swings wide the door, and you guys find yourself in what appears to be a large banquet hall. It's just about 26 and a half, 27 feet tall to this floor to ceiling. So Mads, you give a simple hop, you'd be bonking your head on the ceiling in here. But you see the whole probably 
200 by 300 foot room, this rectangular room filled with tables that come up to your sh- your shins. To the left and to the right, you see uh, the ceiling is braced by large pillars. In front of you, you see ornate rugs, um, a multi-tier fountain flowing with water, some dwarven statues that are, again, about as the size of you. The whole room is built with stonework, except you're coming in from the south on this map, and that whole wall to the south and to the east is not stonework, but raw stone, as if this entire structure was built against the side of the mountain. And Sina, you sense that this entire wall of stone from the door you're coming through is emanating with this necrotic and transmutation magic. And the last thing you see is that up from the ceiling is dangling none other than the Lord of the Tieflings, strapped and hanging upside down by a chain. It's on the other side of this wall. I don't know what it is, but the the magic is coming from the other side of this wall, and he's up there. He's unconscious at the moment. Mads will go and pluck him down. Okay, you just yank this chain out of the ceiling. <laughs> it's like when you do the chain on a light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just bolted and plated up against the, the stonework. It just rips loose against your mighty strength. And there's also, I mean, this place is decorative. There's there's chandeliers also hanging from the ceiling, which you could very well bonk your head on, fear, or Mads, if you're not careful, but... He comes loose in your arms, and uh, do you try and bring him to, or what do you do? I'm gonna, like, get him in a loose grip, and then lay on hands for five. Okay. (laughs) He looks up at you with wide eyes and says, "Mm. Not to you again. The very same. What did I say to you before you left the throne? (laughs) My memory, it is hazy. I said that I would kill you with my bare hands. But first, you are going to tell me what's going on here. And then... I will turn you into paste and put you on my bread. (coughs) I did not. And he pauses as he tries, he kind of furrows his brow as he tries to think clearly. And you see the blood kind of draining out of his head and back into his limbs. And he shakes them, trying to get the tingle out. And then he says, Phil. You know this name? Of course. Yes. I once blindly followed this name. But he was revealed to me to be a false idol. Wise old men often become little more than old fools. He wants nothing more than power. Just like the men of old from the war. It is an endless 
back and forth between factions. We seek to put an end to it. Today. I lashed out upon you because of him. And he points towards Creed, the fat bard, and he says, It was your grandfather that tore the Lord in two. That had nothing to do with me. Uh, I knew he was a war hero, but I know nothing of that story. Lord Amnon then looks back at you, Mads, and he says, Kill me if you wish. I have lost my power and my position to that bastard, Fjall. Perfect. Where is he? And Mads will clap his hands together. There's a crunch and a squelch and a splattering of blood as this tiefling vanishes between the palms of this giant. Then all is silent, save for a few buzzing flies. Furnas asks this question and then gets a face full of tiefling jelly. (laughs) I made him a promise. I would kill him with my bare hands for his treachery. And I have made good on that today. Some of them got in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. I'll, like, wipe it off on the ground a little bit, and, uh... (laughs) You're a man of your word, Mads, and I appreciate that. Um... From the entire back wall of this banquet room, the wall that was part of the mountain's natural rock formation, you can see magically stepping out of it is Fjall. He looks the way he appeared in his visage, but now he's physical, and he's as large as Mads. And stepping out with him are six fleshy monstrosities, their bodies made up of dozens upon dozens of dried-out corpses, and the perfumey essence permeates the air almost immediately. The flies are buzzing around them as they approach you. Most of these monsters are different than you've seen before, but their shapes bear resemblance to worldly creatures. There's one slithering forward that has the shape of a large snake. There's one you've seen before, Firdas. It's the humanoid monster with the four arms. One is reminiscent of a crocodile, And lastly, there's one in the shape of a crab, one as a spider, and one that looks like an ankylosaurus with a large wrecking ball tail. It is so good of you to join us, Fjord. I have been waiting for your company for a long time. And if you recall, I made a promise to you as well. I recall everything. It is unfortunate that things have come to this, but I, too, am grateful that we can finally meet face to face. What do you think it will look like when I pull your head from your shoulders? Will there be a fountain of gore? Will I get to bathe in your blood, as I have done to so many of your followers? I've been around a long time, Mads, long before you were born, and I will outlive you a great many years. 
he kind of nods to his monstrosities. And they begin to move. I would love to rage. (laughs) (laughs) I already rolled initiative for my NPCs, so why don't you three roll initiative? Got it. Oh my god. Okay. Can I use, like, that surprise round or whatever for my rage uh, bonus action? You can, I mean, you can't really do anything, but you're welcome to have your rage. Righteous. Have your rage and eat it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Despite all my rage, I am fighting a crab and a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Are you all three kind of clustered in the middle when this all kicks off? Yeah, I hope so, because they're around me and they get hella bonuses for that. Yep. Yeah. You are immune to being frightened. You get to add plus three on any save, so long as you're within ten feet of me. Wow. Paladin. Paladin. Fucking love paladins, bro. Oh, also add your proficiency to your initiative roll. Yeah, also we can't be poisoned. Um, I guess your bonus to the is better than my bonus to the wisdom saves from the he- Heroes Feast. But if you walk out of 10 feet, you're still getting the bonus to wisdom saves. Creed immediately kind of cowers behind the two statues at the back. Um, You guys are kind of clustered around this fountain as these monstrosities begin making their way towards you. And the first thing that happens, Mads, as you're raging is the horrible wizard Fial starts to put forth this noxious looking gas that quickly starts to fill the room. And then he shoots a burst of fire. At? Well, it would be at Mads, who's raging. Bet. Dex save. Okay. Um, That's a seven. I have immunity to everything but psychic. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Or resistance, not immunity. You're in full pissed pissed off mode as this fireball hits you and you are hit with uh, 30 damage. Okay, 15 it is. And the snake slithers in towards uh, Cena. I have 10 feet of range. Does it slither within that when it goes to Cena? Sure does. Oh, and I will fucking hit it then. Thank you. Okay. Um, that is a 22. Hit. 17 slashing and 2 radiant. I did not use a smite, by the way. I just uh, deal a d8 of radiant damage now. And so two becomes four because he's uh, undead. Yep. Yeah, this snake comes in for Cena, and your glaive immediately comes down and slashes right through his flesh, and you see some of these bodies fall off, and then he he stays on target, and he attacks Cena for uh, an 18. Does that beat your armor class? Yes, that hits. But as a reaction, I'm going to use Wrath of the Storm. Okay. Uh, it needs to make a deck save. <laughs> 21. That passes, but it still takes six lightning damage. She's using it as a reaction, so it does hit her, and I will take that damage still. But uh, as soon as it hits her, she just immediately, without even thinking about it, just launches back and these bolts of lightning just just fly out of her hands as she shoves him. 
and you can kind of feel the uh, the residual electricity of this, similar to a static shock. It doesn't damage you, but this thing coils itself around you for 25 damage. It squeezes your body inside, and you are grappled. Mads, what do you do? I'm going to walk up, and I'm going to attempt to grab onto this fucking snake. No problem. Um, and I want to try and rip it off of Cena. Are you? Is this going to be like a counter grapple? Or? It's a. It's like yeah, like a grapple. So I'll roll athletics. The snake will choose a strength. Seventeen. Right. Um, I got a twenty-eight. You easily tear this snake off of her. What do you do? I'm going to uh, toss it at Fial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's not great. That's a. Uh, 13, I assume, plus dex, right? It's writhing in your arms, and uh, give me a damage roll on that one. Give me, okay. a, give me a, a d20 of damage. Okay. Plus your strength mod. Uh, so 16 on the die, and plus 9, so uh, 25. It's very awkward as you throw this thing as it's writhing in the air, and instead of going on course towards the wizard, it, wizard, it crashes into the crocodile. <laughs> you said 25? Yeah. And they both go clattering in a mess of bodies, and you can kind of see the bodies scatter and mix together in a pile as they start to try and kind of reform and figure out whose was whose. Uh, so that snake is over against the wall now with the croc. Gazin. Yeah? Be more careful and perhaps get behind me. Okay. And Mads will uh, end his turn. Firdas is met by the familiar forearms of this uh, other aberration as it comes towards him, and it it comes at you for twenty attack. Does it hit? Uh, yeah, that's definitely gonna hit. Yeah. And there's a blur as these arms pummel down upon you, and you are hit for fifty bludgeoning damage. No effects. Jesus. Nice. It's so hard to duck and dodge out of the way of these as they're coming at you from every single direction. The crocodile regathers his pieces and he starts to move towards uh, Bogdana. 16. You see the crocodile of bodies snap down upon Bogdana and uh, flip her over. She is now prone and he's dealt 25 damage. Firdas, what do you do? All right, so I just got pummeled by this uh, Goro figure, and um, I'm going to cast Polymorph on it <laughs> in an attempt to um, turn it into a snail. <laughs> okay. Is this a timed thing? Yeah, what hour it stays a snail. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless you deal enough damage to kill it, then it reverts back to its original form. Yeah. And so it needs to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Holy shit. 21? God damn it. That was a high fucking roll. Yeah, that beats. I didn't think that these aberration things would uh, have uh, that high of wisdom, but god damn. <laughs> they don't. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just a good roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do that, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> so, like, well, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's also in the moment, and you haven't had combat in a while, and you kind of falter, and your spell kind of fizzles out. As soon as your spell fizzles, the crab comes in at Cena. All right. 
It uh, it hits you for 30 damage. Oh, I'm sorry. It hits you for 30 attack is what I meant to say. Yeah. You feel 25 damage as this thing clamps down on you and you are now restrained. It is your turn. Okay. Um... As she's tugging at the claws, you hear the wizard taunting you from the back and he says, (laughs) There's still time to surrender. You are all outmatched here. Uh, Cena is going to cast Shatter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all reliable. All reliable. I think this would <laughs> technically define as a construct as well. So she is going to cast Shatter at the third level, we'll say. So that's going to be 4d8 damage. Make it, it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Big, 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 big con, but a bad roll. 13? Ha. Nope. And so it takes... Shitty roll. It takes 16 damage. Yeah, it's a point of your choice within range, so I'm... Yeah, uh, 10 feet. So I'm going to try to center it between the croc and the crab. Let Let me roll for croc. Uh, same roll. Did not meet. Okay. Ha! So another 16. There's an explosion of noise. As the crab and the croc are both shaken by this terrible shattering spell. And then the spider comes in. And he comes in on the ceiling. And he's able to uh, lower himself down right above Maz as this horrible... This horrible shatter spell is erupting. He uh, attacks for 30. That'll hit. It's sort of like uh, pincers on his mouth. It's made up of corpses, so it it's, it's sharp, but it's not like poisonous or anything. And he does 25 damage right on top of your head. Feel them go into your neck. From the back, Creed attacks feebly. He <laughs> throws a rock at it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he hits for uh, 10 damage on the spider. The Ankylosaurus comes in behind Fyrdas as he's dealing with the four-armed creature. 16 to hit. Yep. As you're focusing on this flurry of blows, this thing comes in with a massive wrecking ball tail and just knocks you for 25 damage. And uh, you are currently stunned as this thing rattles through your entire core. Ugh. Bogdana does 25 damage to the croc. Oh, what a lady. The fumes have now enveloped the room, and you guys all take uh, 5 damage for this gas. I need to point something out to you that I forgot to describe about this room. Uh, It may not have been important originally when you first stepped in, but it probably is now. The entire back-facing wall from from when you first walked in, the the wall opposite you, you can see these large floor-to-ceiling stained glass windows that face out into the desert. They're not multicolored, but they're similar in style to stained glass. And Your best bet to uh, evacuate the fumes is probably to break the windows. But you all take five noxious poison damage from these fumes, breathing it in. The wizard is laughing at all the chaos going on, and then he shoots another fireball at Mads. Deck save? Yes, sir. Alright. Um, that is a... Are we still close to Mads? Yeah. It's not a fireball fireball. I've tailored it to himself. Oh. 
Um, that is a 19. Just one point is a miss. Uh, you take another 30 fire damage, which I assume turns into 15. Yarp. Don't worry, I've been having everything. The snake comes in and tries another uh, wraparound for Cena. For a 30 hit. Okay. Okay. Sure. He comes up behind you as you're distracted both by Mads and the crab and the wizard, and he wraps himself around you to grapple again, and he does another 25 damage. Before the snake can even hit Cena, um, I have a 26 to hit. Yeah. Okay. And I am going to third level smite it. Okay. Yes. So I think that um, as this thing is coming in at Mads, so, uh, or at Cena, Mads will, um, like, kick one of the tables to sort of distract it, and then the glaive is following right up behind it, and it will deal uh, 19 slashing and 22 radiant damage, uh, which will be doubled <laughs> for, uh, you know, 19 44. and 44. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're getting to the point where I need to start seeing how much you've dealt so far. You have uh, knocked so many bodies off of the snake that are now lying limp on the floor that it is about half of its size. It manages to take what's left of itself and wrap it around Cena and Mads, you're welcome to do something. Okay, so I am going to attack the snake again. 23 on the first attack. To hit, success. Okay, um, I'm gonna do a level 2 smite. 16 slashing and uh, 11, so 22 radiant. (laughs) Yeah, your glaive comes down again and uh, tears through this snake and you hear this horrible shrieking sound as it lets go of Xena. I have another attack still. And so the alligator is going to go ahead and get the uh, next object of ire. And so um, that'll be a 29. <laughs> That's a mega hit. All right. And uh, we'll go ahead and do another uh, level two smite on that guy. Just, you know, for flavor and funsies kind of a thing. Yeah, I know. I fucking miss playing paladins so much. Uh uh, 12 slashing, uh, 17, so 34 radiant. And that'll be my turn. <laughs> Do you know what I've been forgetting to add? The plus two that I get for raging every single time on damage. So this has been without me adding all of my <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> With your second attack, you tear into the crocodile. And you see him kind of go flying across the room and he smashes into the dwarven statue at the front. And you see the dwarven statue, it rocks back and hits the wall and it head, its head comes off and comes tumbling down. And all that's left of this crocodile is uh, just kind of the tail portion that starts to grow legs in a snout and it starts slithering towards you, but it's not <laughs> nearly as intimidating as it once was. <laughs> The four-armed creature contends with Fyrdas again. Does an 18 hit. Yes, it does. It comes at you with another 50 damage, targeting all your vital spots with all four arms. Oh boy. 
The crocodile's gonna come in at Bogdana. It's feeble at this point, but it's gonna try. She easily sidesteps his snapper as she counters with her a blow of her own. And she does another 25 damage on this poor crocodile. Yes! <laughs> Firdas, what do you do after taking these blows? A death saving throw. I'm going to wild shape and uh, something with a lot of hit points. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, screw it. I'll, I'll, for the sake of getting through this round, um, I'm just going to uh, use my action to disengage and then I'm going to run over towards um, where the windows are. Okay. All the way to the end, or as far as I can go with um, with my movement. So you are at the northern backside, but not quite to the east, and you are right up against this giant pane of glass. Yep. The crab comes in for Cena again. 20 damage, or 20 AC? Yes. 25 damage as you are now restrained again by his horrible pincers. <laughs> He's got one on your leg. <laughs> Leave me alone, and this is when she's going to use her... Uh the Wrath of the Storm again. So it needs to make a deck save. This is a reaction, right? Yes. His deck save was 14, 15, 16, 17. It passes, but it still takes... Fuck. Five damage. These dice are going in jail. <laughs> it is your turn if you want to retaliate, but you are still uh, restrained. Okay. <laughs> she just goes, My god. Leave me alone again, please. You can see Fjall just laughing at all of this comical nonsense. She's going to cast Spirit Guardians Woo! at the fourth level. Oh, I know what that does. That's wisdom saves, right? Woo, lad. Now that now we're fucking talking. That's good shit. So every time I start my turn or enter into the region, I got to take a wisdom save? Yep. Okay. Range? 15 foot radius on myself. Okay. And it's and I'm casting it at the fourth level, so it's going to be 48. And it also and their speed is also halved while they're in that area. Oh, okay. Finally, we're getting some action in here. 19. Is that for the spirit guardians or what? Yes, that's for the spirit guardians. Okay, that's on the crab. Is that a is that specified? That's not radiant, is it? Uh, yes, it is radiant. It is radiant. So, 30 damage? Uh-huh. What do these look like? Little mountains? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're raccoons, obviously. <laughs> All right, man. It's your it's your uh, religion. These uh, <laughs> angelic-looking raccoons come in, and they start poking and prodding and jabbing and biting at this, ter- this stupid crab, and pieces are falling off and you see it like getting almost like scissors snipping and bits and pieces off of its bodies and then uh it's dealt uh 30 damage the spider attacks mad's head again and i shouldn't make it sound like it's coming down upon mad's head because mad's head is already at the ceiling he's so tall of this dwarven banquet hall and the spider just chomps down on him for a an attack of 14 no <laughs> yeah you uh you <laughs> are aware of its presence this time, and you easily sidestep its maw. Creed shoots the spider again for another 10 damage. He's still cowering behind the um, 
statues, and the Ankylosaurus is going to try and attempt to get up to Firdas again. Firdas, it's going to try and attack you for a 13 attack. Yeah, that hits. Yep. I'm probably not going to make it this round. <laughs> you try to dodge this thing, but you're wounded, and the gas is doling your senses, and this tail comes in and almost takes you off your feet and smashes you up against the wall as you're hit for another 25 damage, and you're again stunned a second time by this Ankylosaurus. And we're back at the top of the round with Fjall. Any declarations? Nope. Fjall's horrible fumes do another five poison damage on all of you and then he's going to roll to try you see him try to summon his magic and he's kind of straining and focusing as he tries to do this thing but he fails and then he kind of shrugs it off and uh, he starts to create kind of a halo effect in front of him and then it echoes out through the room and suddenly in the midst of all the chaos Mads disappears he is banished from this plane. <gasps> no! Oh, I don't even get to roll? Uh, you're going to be gone for a round. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, there goes our damage machine. Okay, cool. <laughs> Essentially, you <laughs> lost a turn. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Essentially, we lost. <laughs> Period. With Mads gone, the snake focuses its attention back on Cena. It's kind of pitiful looking, but it's going to try. Cena. Again? <laughs> uh, 12 to hit Does oh uh, that hits it's able to wrap itself around your legs and you deal uh, and you are dealt uh, 15 damage this time okay don't forget the uh, damage from the spirit guardian it will not grapple you as it is doing this your raccoons attack and he tries to <laughs> dodge out of their way for uh, <laughs> 6 wisdom save nope He's focusing too much of his attention on you almost as a last-ditch effort with what few corpses he has left of his body, and he takes uh, 30 radiant damage from these raccoons. Mads is gone, unfortunately, so the four-armed creature focuses its attention on Bogdana this time, its closest uh, adversary, for a, a 17, which hits Bogdana for 50 damage. Shit. She falters backwards as Firdas. What do you do? <sighs> well, I, I can't last another round, so I gotta um, throw a Hail Mary pass here. And um... You can see outside of this giant pane of glass, there's just a blazing sunlight and almost an endless world of sand and cactuses and sand dunes. It's actually kind of a pretty sight. You've never seen anything quite like it. How high up is uh, are we up in this thing? Ground level. Yeah, then I am going to just uh, smash the window and run outside. Okay. Give me athletics. Just basically don't roll a natural one. I didn't. This large resonant room is filled with the sound of shattering glass as Firtas bursts his way out into the open and the horrible noxious fumes start to spill out into the open air and you fall down into the sand I'm not going to penalize you with that you you clamor back up to your feet as this ankylosaurus is trying to reach you through the window without slicing himself open on the shards of glass is there anything else you do? 
Um, that that's all I I can do once I have my action. That's that's it. There's like almost nothing that I can do with uh with bonus action. The crab starts to move towards Cena, and again these raccoons come down upon it <laughs> and deal another thirty <laughs> radiant damage. And it's pretty distracted, but it's gonna make another attempt to grab at your legs, and it rolls a natural one. I don't suppose an eleven hits you. Nope. Missed it by one. <laughs> it's far too distracted by the raccoons and it can't seem to get a hold of you. You're sidestepping everything it throws at you. Cena, what do you do? Uh, she is going to... How? It's just trying to grab at her legs? Yeah. How fantastic. We're going to cast Thunder Wave. Okay. I assume that's going to hit both the snake and the crab? Uh, 15 foot cube, yes. And it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, the spider was next to you too. That's going to hit the spider. Because that was on Mads. Con saves. All around. The crab. Yeah, big con saves. 22. Pass. Snaky is an 18. Pass. And the spider is a 18. Pass. But they still take half damage. Okay. And they don't get pushed, which kind of sucks. But anyway, that's five damage. Had from ten. Okay. So each of them take five damage. I need to shotgun them out and do. And yes, that's all she's doing on her turn. <laughs> Just to be clear, Cena was shotgunning the Mountain Dew, right? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. What does your thunder wave look like? Cena, as she she sidesteps this crab and then she just stomps on the ground, there's this loud boom of thunder and the ground just shakes in like this ripple effect. All the monsters in your area take damage from this and some of the corpses fall off of them, but the snake is just exploded in a pile of bodies that are strewn about this banquet hall. Some of them hit the table, some of them hit the back pillar, and he's scattered so far that nothing is left of his spirit or his essence, and it just kind of... Fucking finally! ...dissipates into nothingness, <laughs> and you see the wizard in the far corner, his face kind of grows a bit grim, and he starts trying to summon more of this dark magic... The spider's going to focus its attention on you, Cena, now that Mads is gone. <laughs> 24 hit. It sure does. He does 25 damage on you this time instead of Mads. Ow. That one hurts. Okay. He has to kind of <laughs> lower himself down from the ceiling a bit to reach you since you're shorter. Creed shoots him for another 10 damage from the back. <laughs> The Ankylosaurus is going to attempt to climb through this window with these large shards of glass sticking up. Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, I think that's enough. He's slow, but he's going to get out through. I don't think he has enough time left in his uh, turn to do anything, Firdos, but he's out by you in the sand. And we're going back top of the round. Suddenly, out of nowhere, Mads appears back, and Mads, you've experienced something strange like you've never felt before. It was almost in a desolate world. It was very lonely, but it was short-lived as you suddenly appear back in the chaos, and there's no snake, and Firdos is out the window, and the fumes, they're still in the air, but they're starting to spill out, and the, the room is starting to clear a little bit. You still take five damage this round, but it's probably not going to last for long. Fial is 
failing to do his dark magic, but he's going to shoot another fireball this time at uh, the returned Mads again, I guess. Um, 15. Another 15 damage against you. Alright. Half from 30. Mads, what do you do now that you're back? You've got a spider, you've got a crab, and then over by Bogdana you've got the forearms and the croc. I am going to dash right up into the wizard's face. <laughs> and I'm just going to stare him down and not say a word, just eye to eye, just wild and uh, covered in pieces of his creatures. And uh, that will be my turn. The four-armed beast comes down from behind Bogdana with all four blows. He, he's noisy as he does so. And Bogdana with her proficient senses seems to recognize his presence and she steps out of the way and gets away from him Fyrdos what do you do you're out here in the sand with the ankylosaurus it's hotter than you've ever experienced being up north even coming down south and going through the swamp it's nothing you've ever felt compared to this horrible blazing sun alright and I am going to wild shape into a giant eagle And take flight. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I am going to fly up into the air, um, 80 feet or so, so that the I'm definitely out of range of uh, of this um, ankylosaurus, and kind of just hold up here for a minute. <laughs> it's gorgeous up here. For miles around, you can see the sand dunes as they are shaped by the blazing sun, one side shaded, one side illuminated, and then almost a sort of a glow and a haze that distorts the air around them. This castle of the dwarves, you can see them up on the walls and the ramparts, and it's more ornate than you've ever seen any architecture. And it's just built into the side of this giant mountain. Despite all the chaos going on, there's almost a sense of peace that comes over you as you take this all in, and the Ankylosaurus stares up at you helplessly. <laughs> I am going to shout out, um, speaking through the eagle, and say, Cousins! Friends! Get out of here! Give me perceptions real quick, Cena and Mads. Uh, 20 not natural. 13, I got a 13. Cena, you hear the call of Firdas in a strange voice. It's kind of high-pitched, but uh, it's coming from the window. Very faint. Sounds very distant. Sounds like he's up in the air. <laughs> Firdas is calling for us. You shout that out as the crab moves in. He's attacked again by your ghostly raccoons. Uh, but he's able to dodge out of the way. Does he take half damage on a fail? Yes, he does. Okay. So regular 15. He's able to dodge away of some of their attacks, but not all. And then he comes for you, Cena, and he does an attack of 29 damage, or 29 attack for uh, another 25 damage, and you are restrained. Cena's down. Give me perception, Mads. Another one. Okay. Uh, 15. You hear the thump of a body behind you, but you would... Yeah, you can't tell who it was or what's going on. You're very focused in on this uh, fjall, so you would have to physically turn and look to get what's going on. 
Spider turns his attention towards Creed, who's been shooting him from the two statues at the back. And he misses. Creed is clearly able to see it coming, and he's able to dodge the Ankylosaurus is helpless, so he's going to try and get back inside for a negative one. The Ankylosaurus steps on a shard of glass that tears right up into his leg. You hear a wail. Mads and Creed and Bogdana hear this wail as uh, this thing starts to try and pry this shard of glass out with its mouth, so it's going to be occupied for a while. Top of the round, the fumes are no longer affecting you. They have mostly gone out this window. The room is starting to clear. They're, they're just going down to a point where you can clearly see them. They're, they're visible and you can breathe the clear air instead of sticking your head up in this noxious cloud. The wizard looks at you, Mads, and you can see a nervousness in his eyes. And then there's a flash. Not enough to blind you, but when the vision clears, there's a wizard to the left of you and a wizard to the right of you. They look identical. I am going to reach out with both hands <laughs> and try and grasp at the wizard's head. Left or right wizard? Oh my with god. With both hands going either way. You're going to mow them? <laughs> You're going to clock their heads together. Like, I'm just gonna try and grab both of them, yeah. Yeah, like, that's 100% what my plan is, yes. That sounds like a grapple to me. It sure does. Okay, I'm gonna do both of them. Alright. Should I roll twice or just once? Give me a declare it. Give me left and give me right or however you want before you roll. Okay. So, this is for right and that is a... That is a 31 for the right. He got a 15, so that's, uh, you clasp him around his neck. And the left is a 29. You've got them both in your grasp. I am going to just mash them together by the head. Give me a d20 plus your, your, da- your strength. We're looking at, um, 26 points of damage. Their heads smash together but it's not satisfying it's not the crunch you want instead it's it's more of like a dissipation as the one to your left vanishes and the one to your right uh he gets this horrible whiplash in his neck as he hits nothing and you pull him back he kind of starts to try and shake it off is there anything else you do in your turn i'm just holding on to him and glaring at him he is thoroughly grappled The forearms character goes after Bogdana again. He does a 50 damage to her as he hits her with all four of his arms. And Bogdana returns fire with a 25 damage to him. Yes! (laughs) It's the first that the forearms has been hit. Firdas, you're up in the air. What do you do? Well, I'm going to swoop down and take a look. Um, I want to be high enough to not get hit by anything that's trying to attack me on the ground but low enough so that I can see in the window and see what's going on in the uh, in the room and I'd like to make a perception okay give me the perception and then I will also tell you some things on the way down alright and that's a uh, four so dirty twenty so I got the eyes of an eagle right now this entire banquet hall you see uh, it's multi-leveled 
and there are some guys walking around on the roof. They're just dwarves. And it's connected, this whole thing is kind of interconnected by corridors as it wraps around this mountain. And so there are other dwarves up on the other buildings and they're, they're just kind of staring at you. Uh, their jobs are probably boring as watch dwarves with no armies attacking or anything. So you are a novelty to see this bird soaring in the air. And then you swoop down towards the Ankylosaurus, but it's already gone inside. It's trying to tear this glass from its foot and you see that Cena is laying on the ground surrounded by these monstrosities. The crocodile and the four-armed monster are going after Bogdana, the spider is going after Creed, and Mads has Fjall clutched in his grasp. Alright, so what's the what kind of distance is it um, from where the outside is to where Fjall is? 300 feet. 300 feet. And what's the difference between where I am? Did you come in from where you broke the window? Uh, yeah, I'm like swooping down back to where the broken window is, just not all the way to the ground, but like as yeah. high up as I need to be to see inside. He's kitty corner, so you're looking at like all the way across this entire building. And then um, how about the distance from uh, me to Cena's corpse? 150. 150. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'll use the, the rest of my movement to... Um, fly in towards Cena as much as I can. I have uh, 80 feet of flight each turn, so. Yeah, you're, all, you're, you're getting there. You're, you've passed the Ankylosaurus and uh, startled it a little bit, but it's still trying to get this glass out of its foot. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's all I can do. The crab tries to dodge these raccoons and fails. If I went down, we lost the raccoons. Oh, that's right. The crab attacks... Bogdana now that scene is down. <laughs> the crab fails successfully. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bury your gaze, Brian. Come on. <laughs> Bogdana's getting swarmed with these aberrations as she dealt another 25 damage, plus she's restrained by this crab. The spider goes for Creed, who's been pelting it repeatedly, and he hits. He does 25 damage to the fat bard. The Ankylosaurus tears the glass from his feet, and we're at the top of the round. The fumes are no more. Fjall fails to do his dark magic yet again, and he's clearly shaken by Mads as he... He explodes suddenly with a burst of energy, similar to when the owls gave you the rat to swallow Mads, and you are knocked back against this pillar. It does no damage whatsoever. All it does is free him from your grasp. And you guys are now about 30 feet from each other. What do you do, Mads? I am charging back at him. And I am going to leap into the air and try and pin him on the ground. Okay. Uh, so that is a 19 plus 14, so 33? Definitely a hit. Well, that's like my grapple. Like, I'm trying to throw him down onto the ground so that I can then proceed with pulling his head off. <laughs> he only rolled a 14 for grapple, but he is the exact same size as you, Mads, and so you come down upon him and you smash him into this dwarven table. I want to grab onto the sides of his head and start trying to rip it from its shoulders. Give me a second grapple. Okay. Uh, so 14 plus 14 is 28. 
He's as large as you, but he lacks the sheer bulk and weight that you possess, so he claws feebly against your grip. As you grab back around his ears, you can feel your nails digging in and tearing the flesh loose from the bone, and his throat gurgles as the tearing flesh emits this nauseating perfume into the air, but it doesn't even phase you as the face continues to peel even down around his chin. It's not quite what you envisioned, but give me damage. Give me, uh, give me what you did last time for damage. Okay. 28. This time he calls out in terror, and you can see the fear on his face, or what's left of his face, and he says, There's still time for you to surrender, Mads. And you can see that he's trying to force out this uh, air of confidence that's obviously feigned. There is still time for you to die. And I will jab my thumbs into his eyes. Okay. The forearms attacks Bogdana for a hit. 50 damage. And Bogdana falls to the ground. And Firdas, you see her drop. I'm still flying towards uh, Cena. The crocodile has kind of looked around uncertain of what to do next so he starts to make his way towards Creed. Do I get to Cena on my turn? The crab follows suit. Yeah, you're flying still, right? Yeah, if I get to where she is, I'm gonna um drop uh, drop my form. And then uh, cast cure wounds on her. Give me the roll. Alright, and I'm casting it at 5th uh, level. Okay. 6, so 20 points. Oh, plus my modifier. Um, it's uh, 24. Get back up, sleepyhead. Okay, okay. I got maybe one more thing I can do. This isn't looking good. It's not looking good, Cena. Fear dust looks exhausted and he's bleeding in multiple places and uh, you feel like you were hit by the proverbial train. It's hard to take everything in as you just wake up to consciousness but you hear Mads grunting over in the corner. You see these monsters starting to make their way towards the bard and Bogdana's laying on the floor next to the forearmed creature. I've got a couple things I can do. She's going to cast Prayer of Healing on Firdaus. Okay, then fuck that. I'm casting it on myself, too. Um, you get 12 points of healing. Both of us get 12 points of healing. And then I'm going to use my Meta Magic Adept feat and use two sources. 36 hit points. Yeah. We're at the exact same level of hit points. <laughs> and I'm going to use my Meta Magic Adept feat and use two sorcery points. I'm going to cast Call Lightning at the fifth level. I'm going to center it so that... There's three clustering around Creed. Yep. We're centering it so that it can hit them. So that's 27 points of lightning damage. On all of them? Yeah, they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, DC is 13. The crab pass, and the 
crocodiles. Fail. Do they take half? Yes. On a pass? Yep. There's a tremendous crack of thunder in this room that reverberates off the walls as several of these monsters crowding around Creed are suddenly shocked by this spell. Is that your turn? Yep. They're going to try and recover from that as Creed does uh, 10 damage on the spider again. The Ankylosaurus moves in on him as well. Top of the round. Let me roll. Holy shit, I'm not making this up. I really did roll this. Mads, your thumbs go into Fjall's skull, but he doesn't clench up or react. He stays calm, and you kind of see him smile as he says, I got it. You all feel this tremendous quake in the ground as this massive spike comes up from beneath Mads and pins him against the ceiling like a giant stalagmite. Mads, give me an 18 deck save. Uh, fail. This spike pierces through your torso as you feel 200 damage as you are paralyzed. And you can feel it cut through some of the nerves in your spine. I mean, that might as well have killed me then, because if I'm paralyzed, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? The battle kind of stops for just a moment as everybody takes in what just happened, and Fjall scrambles back against the corner, corner breathing heavily. Feared Asina, what do you do? Anything? Can, can Cena use this split second of, like, stillness to just take off running towards Mads? Yeah, I would do the same thing, like, for a reaction sort of thing. The wizard looks shaken. As you approach Mads, you can see him in the corner kind of cowering and trying to catch his breath. He's shaking, and he looks older. He looks uh, more feeble, and uh, he blindly staggers his way towards the side door. And quickly throws it open and starts to make his exit as you guys go around Mad's body which is now pinned from floor to ceiling he's not moving if we can get him off of this spike I can fix it I can fix this I can fix it you you deal with him yes there's one more thing I can do so is Fjall still like within my line of sight he would not be difficult to catch up with since you, since he is blind. Yeah, I'm going to run after, um, run up to him where I'm at least within 150 feet of him. He's staggering down this side corridor and you're able to get up to him. Alright, and I'm going to cast Feeble Mind. <gasps> okay. So I'm... Oh, <laughs> shit! I bless the creature I can see within range, attempting to shatter his intellect and personality... The target takes 46 psychic, da- uh, psychic damage, and then we'll make an intelligence saving throw. So it's uh, 10 psychic damage, and then... Uh, 23? It's worth a shot. Yeah, well. that beats me. Yeah. 